Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, this is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, Beth Troutman in the house, along with Bernie Bulls. And if you haven't been paying attention, a lot of political headlines popped up just yesterday, as if we didn't have enough going on this week. So I wanted to bring in our favorite political analyst, Kenny Smith, former Charlotte City Councilman, former mayoral candidate, and Joel Ford, former North Carolina State Senator, and a member of the North Carolina Board of Governors, to give us perspective on what's what, on what's going on. Gentlemen, thank you so much for spending this morning with us. Excited to be here. Good morning. Now, before we get to everything that happened just yesterday, let's listen to what's going on with President Biden, former President Trump, from NBC's Alec Hernandez. The long-awaited report by special counsel Robert Hur concludes that no criminal charges against President Biden are warranted. But the investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen including marked classified documents about Afghanistan and notebooks with sensitive intelligence sources and methods, which he shared with a ghostwriter. The report says that posed serious risks to national security. And at a time when polls show most Americans have concerns about the 81-year-old president's mental and physical health, the special counsel's report offers scathing details of what it calls his diminished faculties and faulty memory. Writing, if charged, Mr. Biden will likely present himself to the jury, as he did during his interview with our office, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. It would be difficult to convince a jury they should convict him. According to the report, Mr. Biden did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended, and forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. He did not remember, even within several years, when his son Beau died. The president's attorneys writing, we do not believe that the report's treatment of President Biden's memory is accurate or appropriate. The extraordinary circumstances here require the appointment of a special counsel. Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed the special counsel in January of last year, after President Biden's attorneys first discovered classified documents at one of his former offices on November 2, 2022. The White House waited until after the midterm elections to tell the public. And the report includes these photos of where prosecutors say more classified documents were improperly stored in a badly damaged box near a collapsed dog crate in Mr. Biden's Delaware garage. A separate special counsel investigated former President Trump for allegedly mishandling classified documents found at his Mar-a-Lago estate. Some boxes found inside a bathroom. Mr. Trump was charged with 40 criminal counts to which he's pleaded not guilty. Tonight, the former president is calling the lack of charges in the Her report a two-tiered system of justice. But the report argues the two cases are different, and that while Mr. Trump was given multiple chances to return classified documents, he allegedly did the opposite and obstructed justice by enlisting others to destroy evidence. In contrast, the report says Mr. Biden alerted authorities. Tonight, the president says he cooperated completely. 
All right, gentlemen. Again, we're joined in studio by our political analyst, Joel Ford, former North Carolina State Senator, and Kenny Smith, former Charlotte Charlotte City Councilman. Gentlemen, you just heard that. That's one of the biggest stories, one of the biggest headlines that happened yesterday afternoon, overnight. The big discussion online is this document's uh, investigation that the former president or that the current president is not going to be charged. But the big headline is really over the president's memory. Kenny, I'm going to start with you because you tweeted out yesterday after you saw this headline hit the airwaves. You said, I assume we're going to talk about this issue tomorrow on Good Morning BT. Yes, we are. What What were your first thoughts when you saw this report come it, out it, from the special counsel, Robert Hur? It, it is truly amazing. We'll have a list of topics and then the news happens oh. on the fast and then all of a sudden something jumps to the list. Uh, first, first thoughts are a couple things. One is your average Amer- American views this as two tiers of justice. They're not going to get into the weeds of what Trump may or may not have done with classified documents. You look at Joe Biden, who willfully, when he was of sound mind, kept classified documents in a garage. Average American looks at that and says, wait, you're prosecuting one guy, not the other guy. So if that's the sort of the political ramifications, is it, I think, as it relates to potential campaigns. Then when you look into the, the memory stuff, I almost feel sorry for him. It's elder abuse. Those of us on the right have watched him make, he's always made gaffes. I don't think he's the smartest guy. He's always made gaffes, and you've sort of let some of it slide. We have watched him over three years get confused, have garbled up sentences and stuff that we think, hey, he's not quite, quite competent. We now hear that effectively he's not competent enough to stand trial, yet he's competent enough to run the country. I think we're worse off from a political standpoint, with Kamala as president, because I think she is probably further to the left than Joe, but I don't see how you can't read what's in there and then watch him. Last night, he was an angry old man, sign of dementia. He confused world leaders. He confused the Gaza border and the Mexican border. How we're not in 25th Amendment territory is beyond me. The left was pushing for the 25th Amendment on Trump towards the end of his presidency because they didn't like him. Not even a faculty issue, just they thought he was doing stuff. And I, I just think we're, we're edging closer and closer to a constitutional crisis. So here we are listening to the latest news, and those of us, Kenny, who are in the center have to choose between two flawed candidates. Let's be clear. Uh, President Trump, former President Trump, uh, is not the absolute best candidate that we could have for this country. And you may not be able to say that on air, but I can look at you in the studio and say that he is not the best person to be president of the United States. On the flip side, Democrats, we have a problem. We have a legitimate problem that we've known that we've had that we've done nothing about. This report that comes out by the Department of Justice, mind you, says that our current president has has memory issues. And so the compassionate side of me, Beth, says, you know how when you get on the trial and, and someone who is is asking you all these questions, you could say that, hey, I don't recall, right? Whether you do or whether you don't, I don't recall. The problem is, is that the current president already has questions about his memory. And the term dementia comes up. So I can see Democrats scrambling, trying to cover, trying to reposition him, trying to show the country that not only is he competent, that he has a memory. And, uh, Beth, quite honestly, um, 
we got more to come on this particular issue. I'm not completely convinced this is the last that we'll hear this. Uh, more on this issue has to come out because, I mean, it, be, be quite honest with you, the, the Republicans are going to pounce on this like nobody's business. What do you do? What do you like? What do you do, though? They, they wouldn't let anybody run against them. They forced Kennedy out. They're trying to force, is it Dean Phillips, a congressman out? I mean, what do you do? Like, for me, I think they want a backroom deal. They're going to try to keep them out there to the convention, and then the power players will decide who will put out instead of letting the voters decide. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You're listening to Good Morning BT on News Talk 1110-993 WBT. Beth Troutman here with my special guest, political analyst Joel Ford, former North Carolina State Senator and current member of the UNC Board of Governors, and Kenny Smith, former Charlotte City Councilman, both here to discuss all of the political headlines that have been bombarding us. Now, before the break, if you were just now joining us, we were talking about this uh, new report that came out from the Department of Justice and Special Counsel Robert Hur about the classified documents that were found in the current president's home in Delaware and how the current president will not be charged in this issue. Now, Kenny, you brought up right before the break, uh, we were talking about the the current president's mental state and what that means for our country, what that means moving forward. And you even brought up the idea of the 25th Amendment. And I want to give Joel Ford uh, a, a second to, to, to talk about what this means for Democrats moving forward and Joe Biden's current um, mental state, his mental capacity, and what the next four years look like with this current election that is upon us, because most of us agree that the two candidates will be Joe Biden and President Trump, two candidates who are both dealing with very different uh, legal issues right now. So, Beth, I agree with you. While there are two separate issues, uh, mind you, they are issues, right? Yeah. So President Trump is is no saint. Um, he has a litany of issues. He is a walking lawsuit. He is uh, by has been described by many others as a moral sewer, and yet he is the Republicans' number one nominee for president of the United States. Again. He's also leading in the polls, if I'm correct. Well, it depends on which poll you're looking at. That's exactly correct. So 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 here you have. A, clan, a, a candidate on the right that is flawed, and and clearly uh, the Democrats, um, our candidate, our current president Joe Biden, has challenges too. So, but if I'm a voter, Beth, you know I, I've got to look at what my best options are, and and what do I do to put my family in the best situation to be successful. And so I think that America has some questions that it needs to answer going forward before the next presidential election. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be uncomfortable. And God bless us. Do you think Biden will be? I don't think Biden's going to be on the ticket. Well, I, so that that issue has been brought up by a lot of um, political pundits talking on the news shows, um, especially uh, Republican political pundits. I don't know, and Joel, maybe you can answer this from the Democrat standpoint. If it isn't Biden, who do they put at the top of the ticket, and 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 how do they get to that point? I don't know how you don't put Kamala in that position as the number two, even though we all know. Uh, she, too, has her own issues and flaws. But, the, again, Beth, 
They are different than that of Joe Biden, and they're different than that of uh, current, uh, uh, presumably, uh, presidential nominee Donald Trump. So she has her own baggage. She is not the Democratic presidential nominee for a reason. And um, her, her unfavorables are very, very high, and her trustworthiness is very, very high. I think Trump beats her. I think Trump beats Biden. So here, and when we were in a few few months ago, I was it felt eh, I'm not sure how this plays out. But I, I think between the crisis at the border, people flooding into the country, immigrants beating up illegal immigrants, beating up cops, getting let go in New York, it, does the president control what happens in a city? No. Do you have a narrative that continues to unfold? because of events that happen around the country? Yes. Well, here's the, you you brought up polls, and here's the question, you know, polls have been going back and forth over the past several months, and I'm certain that new polls will come out, that certain polls have have President Trump in the lead, certain polls have uh, President Biden in the lead. But here was one poll that came out uh, last week that shows the gender gap between President Biden and President Trump. And there's a huge gender gap problem for the former president, for President Trump, uh, it, almost 60% of women do not support President Trump. And one of the main reasons it wasn't a border issue, it's not an abortion issue, it is a character mm-hmm. issue. And that, to me, poses a problem for... That's, and in that same poll, Nikki Haley was ahead of Joe Biden by like 15 uh, points. Unequivocally, factually, everybody knows Trump's spot is with suburban women. Now, with that said, the offset is... His numbers within various key constituencies of the Democrat Party are getting a lot better. He is polling better with African Americans and Latinos right now than other Republicans have. And Biden's Biden's down. And and that's where I I think, anyway, and I think the question is when you're cobbling together, and and Joel Joel and I both know this, having to go, you got to cobble together constituencies. To, to win an election, the question is: Does that offset suburban women? So, Beth, here is, and Kenny just exposed the back door that is open within the Democratic Party. Within the Democratic Party, that no one wants to talk about, especially those in Democratic Party leadership, is the disaffected African American men in the Democratic Party. And I'm not going to sit here this morning and tell you that they're going to vote for Trump. A lot of them may not vote at all. Right. And that helps Trump. Which helps the Republican Party. And so until the Democrats get their heads out of the sand and start appealing to their entire base and not a narrow segment, that segment that represents less than 1% of the population, Democrats are going to continue to have a problem. Meanwhile, Democrats, this should be a slam dunk. Trump should not be president. But if the Democrats continue to act the way that they are and campaign the way that they are, he will be. Do you feel like Republicans are focusing narrowly on the the base that supports Trump and ignoring the the 50 percent of the Republicans who right now still aren't fully behind him? Do you think that they will jump on board? A hundred percent. So and I've said this before. I was a I was a Ron DeSantis. That is who I was going to support in the primary. I think. Getting the current regime out of office unequivocally takes takes control. And so I think you have a lot of voters like me that will gladly say horrible border, horrible inflation. My eggs cost too much. What was it like when Trump was in office? Different. I'm going to vote for him. And I think the base come home. The question is, back to your point, 
the the independence, and I think that's that segment is getting more and more narrow. And then part of it depends on who's running it, right? And what and a possible topic. What does yeah. a third co- What does a third party candidate do? There I think go. it helps Trump. You think it does help Trump, even if uh, even if Trump. So here's the other question, and we can get to this right after the break because I'm up against the clock right now. But here's the big question: What does a third party candidate do if Trump faces more legal woes as those continue down the road post Super Tuesday? So we'll get to that. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. You're listening to Good Morning BT. Beth Troutman in the house this morning, along with Bernie Bowles. Tommy just got here. Now, we have been talking all hour with our political analysts that we love. You know them well. They are our, our election night analysts. Kenny Smith, former Charlotte City Councilman, and Joel Ford, former North Carolina State Senator. We love to get your analysis on the political news headlines. Now, we have so much still left to get to. We have been talking about this uh, Department of Justice report that came out from Special Counsel Robert Hur about the uh, documents, the classified documents that were found in the Delaware home of the current president. Um, that goes alongside the uh, the documents case that Special Counsel is with the, the former president. How we that we have two front runners in this election cycle that are dealing with uh, classified documents in their homes issues. I, Kenny, I can see you ready to well, jump. A couple in. things. I, I can like, see you ready to jump I, in. We also haven't talked about the Colorado case, but the, the Which and that, that, and that happened I'm yesterday not, too. Know, the know, Supreme but, Court heard arguments he, about the, the you, Colorado you, ballot. You go back to like Biden took some of these documents out of a skiff when he was senator and got them into his home. I, I, I think they all probably don't handle classified documents in the manner they should. I, th- Which, I think that is, I think that that is common. That's a, that's a fair assumption. I think that is more common in D.C. than not. The question becomes, who do you prosecute? Well, apparently, you only prosecute the rival, the par- the presumptive nominee of the rival party. Now, wow. We so, Joel, I'm going to let you answer that because there are, and, and you have to get into the weeds of the legalities of the two issues on basically how, right. because the, uh, the the Department of Justice did give to, it, Who runs these the are Department just of facts. Justice? So here's the question. <laughs> here's the question. This same Department of Justice that came out with this uh, report, with um, you know, with Robert Hur's report saying that the, the current president has a, 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 me- a memory issue and would be seen as an elderly, well-meaning man if this were brought to a jury trial. You trust that Department of Justice, but you don't trust the other Department of Justice? Is that the, is that the argument, that you trust what they're saying in that report, but you don't trust what's coming from a... A different well, report? Well, well, they yeah, said, they said he, Answer the question, Kenny. I'm happy to. They said he willingly took documents. Right, but you trust no, that on. report. Right. I, I'm confused. Yes, he willingly took documents. But you're saying... So I guess what the question is... No, 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 no. Are no, there no, two no, Department no, no, of no, no, Justices? Hear, hear the question. I, I, exactly, Beth. Are there are two, there two Departments two, of Justice? Justice? There, are two, there are two standards for how they'll bring charges. Oh. That's the, there are two standards on how they're bringing charges. I don't, do I think Biden should be brought up on charges for the classified documents? No. Do I think Trump should be? No. I mean, that's, that's like, I think there are two standards of outcomes. Not, I'm not not trusting one side 
or the other on on that side. So on that case. here's the issue, and, and Joel, you can answer this. It is fun again, in here, again. <laughs> you have to have you have to have you have to be in the legal weeds for you for do. some of this, and you and do. most Americans are, are not are busy, are not are we super are not busy. in the weeds, Beth. I'll give you a hundred percent. All we know is that there are two different outcomes with a similar case, right? Yeah. And so depending upon where you are in the jersey that you're wearing, yeah. is the argument that you're going to fall on. Yeah. You're going to fall on your argument if you got on a red jersey, Kenny. Yeah. You like, you know, this is not right. You want to prosecute Trump, but you don't want to prosecute Biden. If you got a blue jersey on, see, I told you, Biden didn't do anything. Yeah. Right. And so we're back to where we are now as Americans having to choose between two flawed candidates. And nerds like us love getting in the weeds. So, you know, way back in the day, if people are thinking about presidential historians and you think about um, former President Nixon, one of the biggest things that happened um, and one of the reasons that he stepped down and resigned was the um, the idea of the obstruction of justice. And if you're getting into the weeds of these legal cases, is there an issue with with the fact that the Department of Justice did give the former president, President Trump, the opportunity to give the documents back, and, and he and, did and, not. And, and he was defiant, and like he always is, Beth. He's a straight-up gangster, defiant former president. And I'm just and, asking and, and from, no, no, and, from and, your standpoint. And, and, and Trump's response was, we were having negotiations with the congressional, whoever the holder of the documents, I think it's the congressional archives, to, we were having discussions to get them back, right? And, and that would be his, his argument. So if we are let's 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 keep talking I, I, again I don't I think I don't think either one of what they did is a whole lot different. Who was it? Who was the Clinton guy that stuffed everything down the front of his pants and left? I, I mean, it's like what, what, I mean, I can't. Which one? One of remember when he took a he stuffed documents down in his pants? No, and I don't know what a, you're talking about. National Archives. So, I mean, Kitty, like, I don't remember. <laughs> so here's I don't the question: <laughs> Should we be freaked out that both of these, the, both of these, um, the current president and the former president, have mishandled it, top secret documents as secret information? Should we be concerned? Concerned as Americans that this is the standard no. that we seem to be okay no, with? No, n- not not as long as we cannot trace back where those documents have gotten into enemies' hands and it has caused um, a detriment to America. I, and to to me, because I think they're this, both problematic. As as this election goes on, right? This is going to longest get pushed, in history. It's going to get pushed to the side, and what's going to rise to the top is the hottest and the latest. Um, and this is just one one particular issue, Beth. And 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 unfortunately, uh, we we do have a border issue. We do have inflation that is still real, right? So we do have issues right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, you know, we've got some serious challenges in America and around the world. Thirty-four trillion in debt. I mean, it's like that's my my oh, no, that my, takes your breath away, my, doesn't my, it? My three issues: border, debt, China. Right, and, and that to me, I think those are the three biggest issues we face as a country. So let's talk about the border issue because that has been the headline this week until the 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 Biden uh, and, and the, yesterday's Supreme Court uh, news cycle issue. change every 40 the, minutes. Oh, the news cycle has been insane this week. But the uh, the border bill that a, an Oklahoma conservative senator helped come up with, uh, is, of course, McConnell dead, wrote it dead on arrival. Um, <laughs> he did. Chris Murphy said, I mean, Chris Murphy's like McConnell wrote it. So here's the issue that has been a top issue for Republicans. Yeah. But this what is what some consider a compromise bill 
wasn't something that Republicans wanted to take up. So, so here's the art. Here's the question. And what is the solution? Because I keep hearing both sides yell at the other that it's your fault. Oh, no, it's your fault. Oh, no, it's your fault. But I haven't heard any solutions yet. So here's the question. What's the solution? And who's going to jump on board? Go ahead, Joe. Well, I think that that's the challenge, right, is to come up with a solution that you can get the majority of people to buy into. Uh, one of the things, Beth, that, that I do know this is that we have uh, ports of entry that we need to absolutely enforce in this country. You can't leave this country and go to another country without going into a port of entry. And as Americans, we all need to coalesce around that and then figure it out from there. We, we, we have this, this, this mentality at the border where other folks feel like that it's okay to come because they know they're not, they're going to have to endure some discomfort. But eventually, you'll make it to America. Well, they'll get fun. And, and, and so he, here's a challenge for, for the average American. We're having to pay for it. One way or another, we're having to pay for it. And I think that that's going to be a challenge for the next president of the United States. And one I do believe that we're going to have to tackle head on. To me, the, the, my solution, I feel, is simple. I'm not sure anybody in D.C. would agree. Secure the border. Seal the border. Wall. Limit the, as best you can number of people coming in. Offset, increase legal immigration work visas, right? I, I think that is your, to me, that is b- the little bit of discomfort on both sides. What we see at the border are military-age men flooding the country. I mean, they just called a couple Chinese nationals coming in. That is on the rise. Passports, cash, and all sorts of stuff. Seal the border, and then if, if we want to say, hey, work visa, what, what are you talking about? Something like a, a Berlin Wall or a Great Wall? Yeah. I mean, do you not yeah, think no, that, I, that I've America, got no issue do, with a wall. We, we have, well, I'm talking about one of that magnitude because what we have been doing, Beth, hasn't been working no. on any presidential administration. But if you look, Guys, if you look at to... where the border's secure, nobody comes in. But how? A wall! Why can't we have a wall? People are flooding the 300,000 people a month are coming in. What do you think is in. down there now? Not in, in, in portions in where the wall was up. They're not breaking in. I feel like I'm in a congressional meeting right now. The two sides trying to duke it out and figure out solutions. But I appreciate but the fact that you're having the conversation. Exactly. And I figure I love the fact that you both are trying to come up with a solution for an issue that it doesn't seem anyone seems to be wanting to come up with a solution for. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. You hear the sound of that music. That means we're bringing another incredible voice into this already interesting conversation. It's time to cross the streams with our good friend, Brett Winterbull. Thanks to the kind folks at PhD Weight Loss. Good morning, Brett Winterbull. Have you been listening to these two guys try to come up with solutions for our country's problems this morning? Uh, yeah, look, I, I think it's great. I, I think it's uh, amazing to... Uh, try to try to fix things rather than uh, just tear everything down all the time because 
if you tear everything down, you still have to build it all back up again. So That's yeah. exactly right. And I'm talking with, um, and you're here talking with them too, so I'm going to let them fire questions at you. Brett Winnable, sure. you can fire questions at them. I have Kenny Smith here, former Charlotte City Councilman, and Joel Ford, former North Carolina State Senator. They've been with me all hour talking uh, talking politics. And it's gotten really fun and heated in here. The, even the commercial breaks, they're still solving elevated, problems not together. Heated, elevated. Oh, elevated. In a good way. Uh, yes. Elevated in a good way. In yes. a good way. With heat, you get light. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the issues we haven't covered, and of course, early voting starts next week here in North Carolina. The South Carolina primary is two weeks from tomorrow. But let's talk about probably the most talked about race here in North Carolina, which is the North Carolina governor's race. Yep. And we have Mark Robinson. We have Dale Falwell, the current uh, state treasurer. And then uh, Bill Graham, who has been a friend of this show and, and one of our uh, legal analysts on this show, all hoping to be that Republican nominee. Yeah. So yeah. The, the big <laughs> the big question is how how do we get past the uh, the primary and who's going to make it out of this uh, out of this primary? That's the question for our legal analysts and for Brett Winterbull. <laughs> so 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 real quick, uh, one morning uh, as we're we're getting dressed, my wife and I, and you know uh, Bill Graham has these commercials coming on, right? Right, right. And He's so spent my, a lot of money. My, my wife on. says, "Do you know Bill Graham?" And I said, no, why? She says, well, I'm trying to figure out who I'm betting on. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> she said, Bill Graham or China, <laughs> right? Because you, you know in his commercials, he said he's going to take on China and he's going to win. As a North Carolinian, is China my number one issue? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Exactly. I, I just think that these commercials can get outrageous. And by the way, Mark Robinson is going to be the Republican nominee for governor for the state of North Carolina. And if he's successful, he will be the first African-American, in, in, should I say, black governor for the state of North Carolina as a Republican. Mark Robinson has a charismatic, energetic, charming way of galvanizing people. And, Beth, you heard it here from Joel Ford on WBT Radio. If Josh Stein does not get his act together, he and his campaign, Mark Robinson will be the next governor for the state of North Carolina. Ooh, what say you, Brett Winterbull? So uh, is this going to be just a strictly party-line vote, uh, 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 Senator? I mean, Absolutely. As, as look, There's okay. no way that Mark Robinson can win the governorship of the state of North Carolina with not bringing over independents. And yeah. I, I've been talking about this all morning, which is what Democrats don't want to talk about, is the fact that their back doors open. There are disaffected men in the Democratic Party, and there sure. are disaffected African-American men within the Democratic Party. And I would say to you, Mark Robinson has a message that would resonate with that constituency, notwithstanding all of his mm -hmm. other rhetoric that has turned some people off. I'm just saying to you, in terms of motivation, getting yeah. out to vote, mm -hmm. Mark Robinson has that ability. I think it's I think it's entirely possible, and and one of the things that gets overlooked, uh, Republicans and Democrats alike, although Republicans because of Trump and MAGA, they they have a, a an affinity with this group of people. It is non college educated people that are working out there, or in, in that case, non college educated people who may not be working uh, out there, and they're waiting to get picked up, and and it crosses. It's one of the things that crosses the entire demographic spectrum, uh, African American. Americans, Hispanics, uh, or whites, uh, all of that. That is a key group because if 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 they sit out, 
there is a there is a deleterious of, you know effect there because you know you look at a guy like Josh Stein. If you walk up to nine people out of ten and say first words about Josh Stein, what's what are they going to say? Elite, Who is he? Educated, really, you know, uh, who is he? What all that sort of stuff. And if they see Mark Robinson and they see Josh Stein giving speeches, they are they they are talking to two totally different constituencies. They are. They're talking to two totally different constituencies. And this is what I would say to you, Kenny, um, that the Democrats have a problem with, and that is messaging and and the theme that they're running on. Right. So they want to run on the soul of America. They want to roll a run on uh, January 6th or we're, we're fighting for democracy. Right. When, when you have Americans here, you have North Carolinians right here. You have Charlotteans right here right now trying to figure out how to pay rent. I, I don't think it's messaging. I think it's governing and implementation. Right. I mean, I think that you could a bad policy. You can only message it so much. And I think that kind of to your point previous in the conversation, I think they are pandering to a very, very narrow bandwidth with a lot of their issues that your average working person who just wants to go out, they want to go to church on Sunday, they want to see their kids play ball on Saturday, lace them up, go to work. They're like, what in the heck are you people talking about? And I, I think that's a bigger issue. I don't think you message it. I, I think it's you got to change how you want to govern some of those issues. And, and part of the messaging, Beth, is motivating people to come out and vote. Yeah. Look, look at the last couple election cycles. People are not motivated to vote. And, and I think that they don't believe, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, that my government, whether it's going to be on the local, state, or federal level, is working for me. So tell me, Brett Winterbull, some of these issues today, are they showing up on the Brett Winterbull show? I know yeah, we've yeah, had definitely. a huge news cycle over the last 24 hours. Yeah, no, no, definitely. We will, we will answer all the, uh, all the tough questions. We'll take the tough calls. And um, it's going to be a, a very, very full program for the uh, four hours that will be on the air. And I appreciate you guys having me. It is much listen to radio the brett winnable show starting at three o'clock today this has been a fantastic hour joel ford kenny smith we need five uh, more it, hours it, bo if you're listening beth always invites us in when you're not here <laughs> bo who so when she's not here if you want joel and i to come in we're bo happy who? to come in happy to buddy come on bo we love you man <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen, so much for joining me. I appreciate the I appreciate the spirited conversations that you guys always provide. Much love to you. We have Eugene Robinson coming up next for Changing Gears. We're talking Super Bowl.